entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, E.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. That's you, by the way, so you can inspire others. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My guest today with me is Skip Pritchard. And there's different ways of saying, or Pritchard, but Skip, welcome to the Business Builder Show. Thank you, Marty. I'm glad to be here. I'm going to spell it so that I don't murder the whole interview. His last name is P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. I will mention that. And Skip wrote a wonderful book called The Book of Mistakes, and that's what we're going to talk about. Brief introduction. Skip is an accomplished CEO, growth-oriented business leader, and keynote speaker. He is known for his track record of successfully repositioning companies and dramatically improving results while improving the corporate culture. He is a keynote speaker on topics ranging from leadership, personal development, growth strategies, culture, corporate turnarounds, and the future of publishing that I do want to talk about later on, Skip. So, Skip, welcome to the show. And you wrote the book again. Uh, It's called The Book of Mistakes. The subtitle is Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. Skip, you wrote this book in the uh, story format. I found it uh, fascinating. And by the way, the book is superb, so great job. But why did you choose that format? Well, thank you. I thought in your introduction, Marty, you said that your purpose is to enthusiastically share stories. And that's exactly Uh what I wanted to do. I wanted to enthusiastically share these key learnings that I've had in a story because we remember stories. Hmm. It, it, we have for hundreds of years, thousands of years. And uh, there's a lot of research that uh, backs up the fact that we remember stories more. Stanford marketing professor Jennifer Aker, um, I, I love what she said when she said stories, you remember 22 times more than hmm. just facts. Hmm. And um, other people I've interviewed um, Paul, Zach, he was from the Center for Neuroeconomic Studies, which that alone that title alone makes me impressed. Yeah, yeah. To, <laughs> me too. To tune in. And he says that w- when you're telling a story or reading a story, your oxytocin production is higher in the brain. And that is going to increase your ability to persuade, teach, and empathize. And that is one of the reasons why you remember things more. So I wanted people to remember it. But, but really and truly, if you think about it, I, I just didn't want it to be boring. Okay. And, <laughs> That's practical. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I wanted people to enjoy it and to, to you know, a lot of people, especially younger people, they don't want to read every nonfiction book. I was thinking of my daughter who's graduating from college and 
How do you instill some of these ideas that you can just pick up, read, enjoy a story, be entertained, talk about the story, but you're really learning these key concepts along the way? So I understand that scientifically. It makes sense to me. Um, You're a a CEO. You're an accomplished CEO. You're involved with growth-oriented businesses. Did you understand these principles when you were a CEO, and did you apply them in the organizations that you were involved with? Yes, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm actively a CEO right now of a sure. large global organization called OCLC based in Ohio, but throughout the world empowering libraries. Uh-huh. And um, I, I learned these principles by interviewing over a thousand very successful people, all uh-huh. different types of fields. Right. And then looking at the research, and each one of these nine principles uh, reflects not not only what I learned from these interviews, but is backed up by research and uh, truly makes a difference both in people's lives and businesses in uh, moving forward. So they all related to that, and I have found it very important. And depending on what year and what I'm doing, I may fall fall into one of these mistakes, and then I got to yeah. catch it and pull <laughs> pull back out. All right. So uh, give us an overview of the book. We uh, we've said the title: "The Book of Mistakes: Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future." Give us an overview of the book. Well, the book is written as a story, like we said, and it's an ancient manuscript called The Book of Mistakes that goes from generation to generation, and only a select few have access to this manuscript. And you can learn these nine mistakes that if you master them, it will make you and your business more successful. And the idea is that in each generation, only a handful of people have had them, but that we all learn these nine mistakes throughout our lives, but by the time we learn them, it's often too late. Hmm. If you have the manuscript, you learn much earlier. So it, it's about a young man named David who's uh, very stressed, disheartened. He kind of has a job, but he's kind of miserable in his cube. And he's thinking, this is just not the life that I wanted. Hmm. And then one day he runs into this mysterious young woman and his life starts to change dramatically as he meets nine teachers that teach him these key mistakes in life. Yeah, so – when I was reading it, and it kind of still comes into my head, well, why did Skip write a book about mistakes? Why didn't he write a book about success? So I saw that you had uh, someone gave you praise by a gentleman by the name of Tony Shea from Zappos, and he says, an interesting plat- about the book, an interesting platform for demonstrating the importance of making mistakes and moving forward. So I guess that's why you wrote the book, Learn From Mistakes, I guess. Well, you know, it's so interesting. I I, I really took a contrarian view in being in the publishing business for many years and leading companies in that field for a long time. I know that publishers don't like negative words in a title. And Ah. so that was something that they had to overcome as well. But here's what I learned in interviewing all kinds of people and just in life. We identify with people's struggles. Uh Not their successes. Uh You know, it's not when somebody says, oh, you know, I've created this billion dollar business and I'm super successful. I'm wealthy and all. We don't care. Yeah, we we don't care. We turn it off. Yeah. Like, okay, enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. Enough of that. (laughs) What we care about is to say, you know what? When I was training to be an Olympian, I broke this bone. I had to do this. I had to have this therapy. I went through pain management. I had to overcome this. When I started my business, here's here are the things that were really going against me, and I struggled to make payments. You know, that's when we tune in. 
we tune into people's struggles, not their successes. At least I do. Yeah. And the book of mistakes is that way, right? Let's focus on these mistakes because there's always the book of success. Yeah. Uh, my producer, DC Taylor is nodding his head. Like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you, you hit a nerve there, right? I understand. DC? I understand. I understand. Yeah. That drama of the mistakes and overcoming that and all that kind of stuff. So you had several characters in the book. Where did the characters come from? How, how did you decide, uh, David and Aria and where did they come from? Well, my daughter's name is Aria, so I think okay. that had a lot that, to do with that it. That started it. And, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I give a lot of credit uh, to, to Qantas Airlines. Uh, <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, what? I was flying on a, a uh, flight, a long flight to Australia, and I didn't like the movie selection on Qantas. <laughs> so I flipped <laughs> open my laptop, and I was I was compiling all this research, and I thought, you know, I'm going to write this – this uh, post on the the mistakes that limit your future. And I thought, well, I'll just write it as a story. And anyway, by the time I landed in Australia, I had the real basics of this. That's this wild. Book. That's wild. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of came to me and it, 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 it came fast and furious. Yeah. Um, I, knew, I knew the research. I knew the mistakes. I had been contemplating that, but I didn't really know I'd do it as a story. Yeah. Uh, so it just it just came very quickly and organically. Yeah. My guest is Skip Pritchard, P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. Where's the best place for people to reach you? Your website? Talk to us about that. I have a website uh, called at skippritchard.com. It's Leadership Insights. I share uh, interviews and authors and ideas and yeah. different ways to increase your business and success there. And I also have one at thebookofmistakes.com. Uh, your website, I've been looking at it and I get your newsletters, so I know it's, uh, fantastic. So great job on that. You continue to educate me. So thank you for that. So we can't cover all nine mistakes. Um, although each one I identified with each one, um, however, we can't cover all nine. So maybe let's talk about maybe two or three, uh, that you'd like to talk to us about. Sure. Uh, do you want me to pick any three? Pick or any two or three. Your choice. Three. Go. <laughs> well, let's start at the very first one. The very first one is is very common. It's working on someone else's dream. Uh. It's so often we end up in life doing something that was someone else's dream. And we might find ourselves in a midlife crisis and all of a sudden say, wait a minute, what am I doing? We might not realize it until – we're dying. And actually, the research around this comes from the dying, asking mm. people, what is your top regret? And they'll say it's not being true to myself, not doing the things that I wanted to do, being swept up into someone else's dream. Mm. That's the genesis of this first one. So the most successful people really think about their goals, their dream, what gives them energy. Am I working on my business or am I working on a business that just kind of got swept in because somebody encouraged me to do it and here I am. And and how do I take where I am and change the trajectory of my life and my business in order to get to where I want to go? So mm. working on someone else's dream is, is a key mistake that people make and it's foundational. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a uh, big one. Let me stay there for a second. So it's, oh, well- I'll ask the question rather than give the answer. So they can live 
their life, uh, uh, their dream life or their passion, do they have to be self-employed or an entrepreneur to do that? They really don't. And it's funny, I I talk to a lot of people who work on these concept of day job to dream job and, Mm. you know, oh, you have to be out on your own. You have to do your own business. Uh, That very well may be what you should do. But some people are actually miserable Mm. uh, working on their own dream and their own business. Uh, So you can be incredibly successful in a job, in the business that you're in. Uh, working on someone else's business does not mean it's working on someone else's dream because your right. dream can very well be part of someone's uh, organization or someone's business, yeah. both your personal and professional goals. So yeah. I, I really think that people need to be uh, conscious and careful to just say, well, everyone needs to launch their own business and work on their own dream. That may not be the case for all people. You know, Skip, I think that's, I'm glad you said that. I think that's really important. I mean, some people get so stressed out, you know, that they should be, you know, they, they got to be on their own. Well, that's not necessarily a treat. So, uh, be careful what you ask for and, yes. and you can be fulfilled and you can, we know people who have very fulfilling, uh, careers and jobs and they, they love their lifestyle and they love their family. So that's great. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. So uh, give me one or two, uh, another, uh, can I, maybe I do want to pick one because one of my favorites is Reject excuses. So this is one of the nine secrets to creating a successful future. Reject excuses. Talk to me about that one. Yeah, this is a really big one in personal accountability, personal responsibility. It makes an enormous difference if you take it. I was thinking recently about um, this event that happened at another company I was the CEO of, and we... uh, had lost a a major customer and the customer actually said it's because of this single individual that works for you who, and then had a litany of complaints. Wow. And that person must have been very unlucky because he was presenting to the executive team that morning. Oh, geez. Okay. Bad timing, right? Bad timing. Yeah. And what he did was completely opposite of what I expected and what we normally see. It's something I will never forget. He, he walked into the room. He sits down. He smiles. He launches. He doesn't wait for a single question. He just starts off. He says something like, um, I'm sorry that we lost this uh, cl- customer. I've read the note that was sent in and I take full responsibility for it. It's completely my fault. And I could argue with small points, but that is not uh, – worthwhile because the main points of it are true. And before I do anything, I want to tell you what I'm doing. And then he launched into these things. He says, first, I'm flying out there. I'm going to win them back, but I'm going to apologize in person. Uh, Second, and I'm doing that on my own dime. Second, I'm hiring a coach uh, to learn from this and, and really make a difference in the way I handle things in the future, because this is, this is horrific. And uh, thirdly, I'm going to sign up for enough new business to win back all the money we just lost. Holy cow. And <laughs> wow. we're just sitting there like stupefied, right? Yeah, I mean, really? you don't see this. You, you do not see, see this. Yeah. What you see normally is, yeah. hey, wait a minute, that wasn't right. They did this and I got this and the email was late and the pricing and I was stuck by this and finance was making me do this. We didn't get any of that. We got complete, total accountability. Wow. That person ended up getting a promotion based on that meeting. Not immediately. Yeah. But that person, that's a leader. 
right? Yeah. That's saying, I'm not ex- making up excuses. I'm not accepting my own excuses. I take full accountability. I think the power in that is enormous. That is enormous. It can, your wow. business, individual, doesn't matter. Yeah. I learned so much from that. I thought, this is this is something. I've not seen this before. Yeah. Well, that is unusual. That's why you haven't seen it before. And, and it is unusual how courageous uh, for him or her to reject excuses. Another one, uh, I like the idea of standing out. And again, my guest is Skip Pritchard, P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. His book is The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. Let's talk about stand out, which is uh, number seven. Stand out. What do you mean? Well, so often we learn to blend in. We learn this very early in life. We learn it as teenagers with peer pressure. We don't want to stand out. We want to wear what everyone else is wearing, act like everyone else is acting. And we learn that just blending in is a successful strategy. But in fact, greatness always stands out. Mm. Greatness always stands out, whether it's an individual, whether it's a business, you stand out. And it's very important to st- stand out. I, I learned this at the Lithopolis Honey Festival mm. we were going to. And I okay. thought, well, this little town is having a honey festival. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. I hadn't either. Okay. So <laughs> I'm thinking, well, we have a real slow weekend. Let's go to the honey festival. Yeah. And what I thought was, well, honey is honey. Like, bees make it. I knew very little about it. Okay, big deal. Well, I went there. And all of a sudden, I learned how people differentiated their honey, right? Somebody had a, a bee beard and drafted people that way. Yeah. People had medicinal honeys, honeys for allergies, honeys for colds, honeys for pain. Yeah. There was lavender honey and there was yeah. all these different spices of honey and honey candles and on and on and on. Greatness always stands out. Wow. We're all in a world where you could say we're in a commodity but the great companies stand out. They do. And that's what makes a difference when they can price better. That's when they make a difference in their experience. Yeah. You can always find a way to stand out. Uh, my friend Shep Hyken always talks about sure. um, excellence and customer sure. service. That's a way to stand out. Yeah. Uh, another friend of mine, Scott McCain, he, he writes a lot of books on differentiation and sure. how to be iconic. His book is called Iconic. Sure. And I learned from these people of, you know, there's all these different ways to differentiate your business. This is very important to standing out in a world that's crowded, in a world that's noisy, in a world that's busy. How do you continually stand out? Because if you don't, nobody's going to notice and you're just washed into the next thing and you're forgotten. In a group of individuals that are standing out as as individuals make for a great team and make for a great company. By the way, Uh, both those uh, gentlemen you mentioned have been on the Business Builder Show, and Scott McCain is a friend of mine also. So is is Shep. I've I've sent him, uh, talked to him several times. Okay, so um, you heard the word greatness from my guest, Skip, and I strongly suggest individuals, organizations get his book, The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. Skip, tell us again the websites, both of them your personal went in for the book. Tell us that again. The Book of Mistakes is at thebookofmistakes.com, and I even have a quiz on there that you can take and see your particular area that you will want to focus on. Yeah. And the website, my personal website is skippritchard.com, where I share uh, ideas and inspiration from a lot of different sources to help better you and your business. 
It's three years from now, Skip. What do you want people talking about the book? Uh, what did they learn from the book? What are they doing differently as a result of reading this great book? It's three years from now. What are you seeing and hearing? I want people to use the book as a tool to help them and their teams become more successful. And that when they read it together as a team, they say, uh, this particular uh, mistake that we're making, we're going to really focus in on it and make it our strength. And I love the stories of somebody who says, uh, I was reading this and wow, this hit me. You know, I just had one a few months ago. He wrote to me saying, and, and he has a very successful business in mm-hmm. Nashville and music. And he says, I, I just realized I've been working on someone else's dream. Mm. And and has a whole new idea to launch a completely new uh, business that is more squarely aligned with his purpose. And that's what I want. I want people to just use it as an opportunity to enjoy it and be entertained, but then to wake up and go, you know what? I'm going to change this. Um, and, and it makes a difference. And before you even start the nine mistakes, I have a whole chapter that is really important and it's resonated with a lot of people where I say readiness is when your desire is greater than your distraction. Mm. I want people to think about that because so often we launch, right? We launch a Mm. new product, we launch a new service, we launch a new business before we're ready. I'm one of those um, fire, 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 (laughs) and then aim ready. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's much better to be ready and then aim and then fire. Now, you don't want to take too long. Right. But you want to be ready if you're launching something. And so – Thinking about that readiness and being very calculated about that will make you much more effective in launching products, services, and whatever you're doing in your life. So I'm going to completely jump tracks. Um, I We said at the very beginning that you're involved in the future of publishing. Tell us what you're working on. Tell us what's, what you're looking forward in the world of publishing. You know, we're kind of down to the end, but let's wrap up with talking about that. Well, there's so many aspects of publishing that are very, very exciting right now. And if you look at what different people are doing and experimenting with, it, it's an incredible time to be in publishing. Self-publishing is exploding as numerous organizations are now available for you to uh, publish mm-hmm. works on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, new technologies and, and what publishing looks like is changing. So uh, bundling different packages with a book. M- books can be videos. You can incorporate video games. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can incorporate technology of augmented reality. You know, storytelling is changing. Storytelling. Education yeah. is changing. Yeah. And yeah. the blend between a book and other technologies is changing. So I think that books will always endure. I think that they uh, will last forever in various forms, print, digital, et cetera. But that blend is changing where, you know, whether it's an audio book whether it's technology that will allow the audio book to pick up to a video or go to a game, et cetera. There's a lot of technology that's that's being invested in publishing, entertainment, gaming, education, and all of that will fundamentally change the way we learn and are entertained uh, information in the future. It's a very exciting time to be involved in any of those in- industries. So listening to this, you'll understand uh, why the book is in story form, because Skip tells one heck of a story in this interview. So his book is The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating 
a successful future. His name is Skip Pritchard, P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. Tell us your websites one last time, Skip. SkipPritchard.com, no T, and TheBookOfMistakes.com. Skip, thanks so much. I'm honored that uh, you joined us today, and uh, I loved the book. It made an impact on me, and I'm confident it's going to help a lot of others. So thank you so much. Thank you, Marty. I love your show. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.